Well, it is time for Personal Mastery. Dr. Tepisoma Denji joins us, psychologist, life coach, and personal change catalyst. It is a journey, this personal mastery. So let's bear that in mind, but it has to start from somewhere. Today, we are looking at silent treatment. I mean, how do we know the point at which it's abusive? And if you are the receiver of such, how do you respond to that? Doc, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good. I couldn't even uh, elbow greet you today. You were like, you had your sanitizer, your homemade sanitizer, and that's that's what you allowed me to touch. Yes. I'm bothered. Yes. This is destroying our relationship. That's my silent treatment towards <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, I'm terrified, but let's not spread the terror. Mm. Let's get back on the topic. Mm, indeed. Let's keep our minds fresh yes. and clean yes. and also inside as well. Now, silent treatment, Doc, I mean, why does this come about? Is it often in conflict? And if that's the case, is there a need for such? Does this contribute to you know, the situation getting worse? Or is there something positive about silent treatment when you're dealing with issues? You know, as we were preparing earlier and Pearl was saying that, you know, sometimes to de-escalate a situation, you need to keep quiet. And sometimes also before you say anything, you need to process what you are thinking and to process the situation. And then, you know, calm yourself down to the point where you are able to articulate your points without escalating the issue. Mm. And sometimes silence allows you to do that. Just removing yourself from the situation allows you to do that. But it becomes harmful when we never get to address the issue at hand mm. and whatever the issue is your silence actually just ends up causing more damage and the way that you find it in the relationships is that as you are silent you literally leave the relationship you mm. abandon the mm. other person or you reject them in a way that they end up feeling far much worse than the time when you were before the silence happened mm. but you also consistently use it to the level where it derails the level of trust and loyalty and attachment in the relationship mm. which means it's become like a weapon of mass destruction so the relationship never knows how to recover and it's always your first part of call to keep silent you are not using other problem or conf- conflict solving strategies when you're overusing it it becomes an issue but let's face it doc sometimes you know i know people that just can't control their emotions and yeah. the words that come out their mouth is not the words that they really maybe feel you know yeah. they just go off the rails completely and do more harm with the words they use sometimes Absolutely. you need to hold it back and like Paul said, you know, just think about what you're about to say to your partner in order to address it. So that silent period might not be long, but it's a period of just thought, self process before taking it forward. You've described it. So that's when it's healthy. Mm-hmm. Remember that after you've done the reflections, the calm down and the processing, that's just part of self-awareness, self-management and working out how am I going to deal with this issue Mm. and then you re-enter and then have the conversation in a calm and in a reasonable and thought out way to solve the situation because if you've been silent and then you re-enter the conversation attacking it Mm. did no use it had Mm. it served no purpose also if you used it to come up with a strategy to answer all the things that i was going to say and we come back into a competitive listening meaning that you are not really listening to me you are just Mm. going on Mm. with the narration of uh, what you're doing verbal Mm. diarrhea so it didn't really serve any purpose so look at how you re-enter the conversation because if you were taking it to calm yourself down, think about the issues and work out how you feel about it. When you re-enter, it should help in the constructive resolution of the conflict. But how long is a silent treatment period then? When <sighs> is it destructive? It, you know, because you're going to have to give it a, a defined or definite period before it becomes that destructive 
you know, silent treatment. Okay, so when we talk about emotional intelligence, we talk about you being very aware and of yourself and managing it, but also being aware and managing other people. The time at which it becomes a weapon where you hurt another people, another person, but also where it harms the relationship, it is too long. For some people, that's 20 minutes. Mm. Mm. For other people, that's three weeks. And remember that there's people who can drag it for years, (laughs) right? And you don't even know that there is a silence around our relationship. Mm. But every time I do something, "Hmm," and you know that that communicates volumes that I don't really like what you're doing right now. But we're engaging on other things. Uh, There there are people who are able to to have uh, relations with with their partners, Mm. but they are silent on key important issues. So even though we don't think that it's silence, but actually the key hotspots that we're Mm. supposed to be talking about, Mm. we're not talking about it, and that's still silent silent treatment. Mm. So look at the impact it has on the other person and also the impact it has on the relationship. Mm. Then you know you're taking it too far. But also how you re-enter the conversation afterwards. Mm. If the quality of engagement is derailed, then we know your silence treatment, even if it was for 20 minutes, it is actually toxic. It's harmful because sure. it did not add any value. So, so critical yeah. that point. Dr. Tepiso Madenji live on The Morning Flavor. You can follow her on Twitter at TMadent. It is personal mastery. We're talking silent treatment. Uh, Doctor, firstly, can silent treatment um, add towards a buildup of emotions? Because find that one person uh, needs their silence and the other would like to engage, number one. Um, and and number two... Uh, okay, I forgot my question, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm Let's sure go with number one. You'll yeah, think about yeah. number two. Oh, absolutely. You must understand that when I keep quiet... As I said, I am leaving the relationship, which Mm. means any power that I have over you and my ability to enable you to communicate with me, I take away. Mm. And when I am silent, therefore, all gates, all the borders are closed. It's a travel ban, right? Mm. And for that period, nothing moves in terms of the relationship, in terms of the issue that we were arguing about. So for the other person, they, they have no other avenue of dealing with their frustration except to deal with themselves. And that creates uh, a pressure point because sometimes we tend to disengage at the critical moments. It helps you to recover and you will find that most introverts do that. They have to withdraw from the conflict situation to find whatever it is that they need to find within themselves Mm -hmm. before they can re-engage. And part of what frustrates introverts and extroverts is how we use energy and how we use that interaction to be able to solve things. So you find that an extrovert needs that social engagement. They need to talk to you, but an introvert wants to withdraw. So when you are using that silence in that powerful way, it leaves the other person with frustration because they don't know where to go. And here's how I want to address it. Part of you disengaging, you are leaving room. So Pelly, if it's you and I, you are leaving room if, I, if I'm keeping quiet towards you, you could easily leave and go and talk to Mo. And then Mo becomes the person you go to to solve issues with, to get to be listened, mm. to get empathy, to get that compassion, because you're not getting it from me. So I need to make sure that when I do use silence in the way that I self-regulate, like Owen has talked about it, that I don't also leave room for yeah. one of us to go and find a third party that we mm. can use. And then we, ca- we, we have a triad instead of a diet. And then we've got people, external elements that are influencing what's happening between us. Mm. And does everything fight really need silent treatment sometimes things are small and we can really get over them and, and talk about them okay so we're talking about what is the hongala in english <laughs> sulking <laughs> yes sulking um it does indicate a level of immaturity because not every every what every nail every screw needs whatever mm. right so mm. different tools for different problems yeah. and for for some of us we tend we tend to go to our default position our our thing that allows us to protect ourselves but also to defend ourselves you need to understand that you need to have a repertoire of skills to be able to deal with issues during a conflict situation you can't just mm. rely on one thing only i agree mm. with that oh eight nine double one oh double three double seven we're talking the silent treatment maybe you are currently going through that 
in your relationship situation or maybe at home there's a family member you're not talking to, your mom, your dad, your uncle, I don't know, at work, anyway. Um, and we'd love to hear how you are managing, dealing with the situation and what you possibly would like to do better. Even some valuable lessons that you've learned um, through time in terms of how to manage uh, all of this. Dr. Tsepisoma Denchi is here with us and uh, you can call in and chat to her. Wild Bean Cafe celebrates your Mzanti story over a cup of coffee. Whether you come from the streets of Soshanguve or the sunny beaches of Cape Town, you can share your story on Twitter of what you love the most about Mzanti and stand a chance to win daily prizes to the value of 5,000 Rand. There's also a chance to win a fully paid trip to Tanzania. All you need to do is tweet, use the hashtag DesignerCup and tag at MetroFMSA. Then, of course, keep listening to us, The Morning Flavor, to hear if your story has won. Wild Bean Cafe, it's a story in every cup. For competition T's and C's, go to metrofm.co.za. It's The Morning Flavor on Metro. This is Burner Boy, Sarani Jeremiah with Secret. Six minutes to nine, and coming up after the news at nine is The Bridge from nine to twelve. Stay tuned for that. We continue with Personal Mastery. Dr. Tepiso Matenji is here. Find her on Twitter at Tmatent and tag her, engage her. I'm sure uh, she won't mind responding. But we're looking at silent treatment and what role it plays in your relationships. Does it have the potential to be abusive? I suppose that's well established. Is it passive aggressive behavior? I'm, I'm assuming so. Um, but how does it relate to your life? And we'd love to take calls 089 110 so, Doc, let's quickly go to the Val. There's Balisa on the line. Balisa, you're welcome. Hi. Balisa. Good morning. Hi. How are yes. you? Yes, loud and clear. Are you well? I am well. Good. Uh, morning to the doctor. Morning. So, um, my partner got upset with me on Saturday and he decided to go into hiding. Um, yesterday, I didn't contact him. In the morning, I phoned and I said, no. We need to talk. He says, I'm not ready. I drove to his house and I said, we are now going to talk. Um, to cut it short on that end, we are now fine. But my biggest issue is my sibling. So at some point, we paddled. She then said to me, she does not want to talk to me. So I said, okay, you don't want to talk, so I'm just going to leave it. Um, about two weeks ago, she rocked up at my house, knowing I'm at the office and said I must open the complex gate for her. And I said, but what would you be doing at my house? Because you said you no longer want to talk to me. And she then comes back and says, I didn't mean it in that context. And I said, it does not work for me. She has not come back to reach out to me to say, look, we need to resolve this. And I'm just saying, you made a statement that you don't want to talk to me. You know for a fact it didn't sit well with me. If you are not going to come back and communicate with me, then I don't see a reason why I should be the one reaching out. I don't know if I'm looking at it at the wrong angle. So if maybe the doctor can just help me on that one. Um, Pale, um, let's use your power constructively because ultimately you want to teach your sibling to resolve conflict amicably mm. and in a healthy way. You pushing back in a way that says, I'm also going to exert my power and so we're in a stalemate. Actually, we're not resolving the conflict. It is possible for you to teach her the lesson by agreeing to have a meeting and then saying, I, I understand when you need time off to go and cool down and to go and process things. But in the way that you and I need to teach, to treat each other and how we need to treat 
to treat each other and to teach each other how to treat each other. We need to be able to communicate in a way that allows the issues that we are addressing not to contaminate the relationship that we are having. So my point is your opportunity to teach her how to treat you better has been lost. It is possible for you to recover it. Pushing back and just saying, Lena, don't talk to me because you were not there when I wanted to talk to you is actually not making us move away from this conflict situation because now it's a stalemate. Mm. So find a more effective way. You don't always have to push back by fighting fire with fire. Find a more constructive way of resolving conflict that teaches the other person how to treat you but also challenges you to be able to teach them how to do it better. All right, Palisa, thanks for the call and uh, we hope you will use that which the doc has put to you. Let's go to Soweto. We have Tumiso. Tumiso, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are great, thank you. Go ahead, Dr. Matenji is here. Thank you very much. Um, I've been giving my little sister and my dad a treatment for over a month now because my dad has this thing, every time there's an issue, I'm the, the favorite one. Every time something goes wrong, I'm the favorite so so I don't know how to confront him and tell him that I don't like that. So I haven't spoken to him for over a month. He keeps on calling. I'm not responding. My sister is calling. They're sending SMSs. I'm not responding because I don't know how to tell them that I don't like this. This is hurting me. Okay. To me, so in the month, and that is four weeks, that is 30 days, mm. you have actually not come up with a strategy to be able to communicate what your needs are mm. to them. So basically, that silent treatment is not working for you. And I think for some of us who use that as a strategy, the point is, if it increases the pressure on you in the fact that you are not able to resolve the issues and you are boiling and you are just stuck in the way that you're being silent, mm. it's actually not working because mm. the silence, as Owen said, it, it's, allow, it's supposed to allow you to de-escalate, to calm down, to process the issues, to find out how I need to address the issue. If it isn't happening, stop using it. Maybe go for counseling to find out another way. Find a third party who you can speak to so that they can help, you can try to, to brainstorm ways of solving the situation. But you now being quiet, Dumiso, is actually contaminating the relationship. And by the time you want to raise the matter, other things are going to come up by the fact that we're now angala. All right, Dumiso, I hope you will uh, take all of that in and uh, use it wisely, okay? Thanks for that call. Doc, we are completely out of time. Um, but again, this is a massive, massive um, issue in our lives. And I see the responses is quite, um, you know, encouraging that people are open and are talking about it. There's a lot of response around it. So maybe at some point we'll look at more of these passive-aggressive tendencies that yeah. we often uh, find ourselves uh, displaying. Thanks for your time. One more time. Thank you. and every, Thank you, everybody. To, the, the listeners as well. I never get to thank them. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Just quickly, that uh, homemade remedy. Or, or king. <laughs> I missed the misto, see, and a little bit of water because I can't find sanitizer. But it's working. Sure. Uh, do you agree? I fully agree. Okay. Thank you. I'm a mother. All right. Yeah. We sure. mix concoctions. There you go. So basically, we can try this at home. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, well, uh, use your own prerogative. <laughs> Don't get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Tabiso Matenji uh, on the morning flavor. You can find her on social media at Tmatent for personal mastery. We are done. Have yourself a wonderful Monday. Um, all the best in, in your week ahead. And of course, let's keep our eyes and ears open on what's happening in the news. Speaking of which, it is nine. Good morning. Good day. And good riddance. <laughs> Top stories at nine. Economist weighs in on the impact of the coronavirus and Allendale Road to stay open to traffic. Good morning. I am Kopedi Dilokwe.
Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics, Azar Jamin, says it's difficult to assess what the actual impact of the coronavirus outbreak will be on business. President Ramaphosa says government, business and labor are putting together a package of economic measures to mitigate the effects of the coronavirus on the country. Jamin says much depends on the extent on which banks can also commit to assist the affected companies. The ANC has welcomed the government's measures to curb the spread of the coronavirus. The number of South Africans who've tested positive for the virus now stands at 61. ANC Secretary General Ace Mahashule addressed the media in Pretoria yesterday. Meanwhile, Ariana Grande has urged her fans to take the coronavirus pandemic more seriously. In a series of tweets, the U.S. singer says it's dangerous and selfish to take the situation lightly. She says uh, will, the will be fine because we're young mindset is putting the elderly and unhealthy at risk. For more information on the coronavirus, please call the 24-hour hotline on 0800-029-999. That number again, 0800-029-999. For more updates, you can add uh, the official government COVID-19 support service on WhatsApp on 0600-123-456. That number again, the WhatsApp number that is, is 0600-123-456. And the Justice Department has announced that in light of the joint ministerial press briefing on the coronavirus at the offices of the International Relations Department in Pretoria today, it will release a statement on the parole considerations for uh, Janos Wallisch as directed by the Houting High Court. The Justice Department says the decision was taken following the President's address to the nation on the coronavirus last night. Wallisch shot dead SACP General Secretary Chris Hani outside his home in Boxburg, east of Johannesburg, back in 19. 19- an Allendale Road towards Kalami in Midrand, north of Johannesburg, will remain open to traffic while a temporary bypass is being constructed to allow for the road to undergo maintenance. Houting Transport MEC Jacob Mamabulo. And now for a recap of our top story this hour. Director and Chief Economist at Econometrics Azar Jamin says it's difficult to assess what the actual impact of the coronavirus outbreak will be on business. It is 9.05. Welcome to the Bridge on Metro.